Choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated, and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry, the Choir Ninja Podcast is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some training, wisdom, and inspiration from the masters. Let Ryan Guth guide your journey to becoming a Choir Ninja. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast. And today, for my very last episode, I wanted you to get to know my sponsors. And they're three distinctly unique companies with great entrepreneurs and great music people behind them. And uh, there's some really interesting relationships there, too. Uh, For example, Don and Adam from Sight Reading Factory, you know, a band director and a computer programmer that had to somehow learn to speak each other's language. And John and Robin Rose, a married couple um, from my music folders uh, in Montana, of all places, a place I've never been before, um, and Donald Beebe of uh, sheetmusicdeals.com. And so we're going to start in reverse order, uh, and I'm going to start with Donald Beebe, and you're going to get to know him. Uh, Donald is one of my new favorite people, Uh, not just because he sponsors the podcast, but because Donald is the most professional guy ever. You know, he's a keyboardist. Um, He also works in the financial world like me, Um, uh, but he has a passion for music just like I do and a passion to serve others through his company, sheetmusicdeals.com. Um, and we're going to just jump, jump into that a little bit. We'll probably spend about 15 minutes with each uh, sponsor, uh, just to get to know them and some of the fun, the fun things, um, you, you know, and, and the stories that go into their businesses. So I hope you enjoy this and, um, and I, I, I'll be back at the end for, uh, a little goodbye. All right. So let's jump into it with Donald BB. All right, Donald, thank you so much for joining me on the Choir Ninja podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's a delight to get to have this chat with you. So Donald, uh, Choir Nation, Donald is, like I said, one of my new favorite people. Um, and uh, occasionally he sends me an affirming voicemail and it makes me very happy. And so I, I literally have like a folder of voicemails from Donald Beebe on, on my phone. Like I could literally like replay them for like whenever I need them. And it's always good gas for the day. Donald is. So I'm happy to have you here, Donald. And, uh, um, give me just, give me like a little reader's digest version about sort of what your musical upbringing. Oh, I have a background in piano. I started playing as a child. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved going to the music store which was paired with a piano store. So you could do both. You could play the piano and you could also shop for music at the same time. And I grew up pretty much at the music store. I loved the environment. I loved the people. It was a community center. And that model has always stayed with me through my life. Um, I, my, my career took me away from music. I have a PhD in Renaissance studies from Yale. And quite naturally, I became an accountant after (laughs) that experience. Uh, Far more lucrative for me. Um, But I love Renaissance studies. I love early music. I love piano music. Um, I've been involved with nonprofits that are music-oriented. I was a, a board member at Portland Piano International. Love the experience. And when I moved to Charlotte from Portland... I wanted to reconnect with music, and I was looking for a way of getting music at a great price. So I decided to start Sheet Music Deals, and that is really the the nascence of my little business. All right, and and so you are you have this sort of businessy background, and you have a musical background, and. Obviously, you are a learned individual as well, and you brought all these things together. And now I consider you and I consider Sheet Music Deals like the 
sort of white glove concierge of sheet music. Like I feel like what you offer at sheet music deals is very high touch if need be. And, you know, you have the ability to get pretty much anything from anybody. Um, I feel like you're like the, like, you, you're like the sommelier, you know, if I'm looking, if I'm looking for the rare bottle, you know, I can come, I can come to Donald at Sheet Music Deals and you can find it for me. Um, that's, that's what I feel. Am, 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 am I right? Am I going the right direction? That's what I feel oh, I like it you. is. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, let's uncork that. Coming off. <laughs> I, I I have I feel like Donald go I feel like you go home to like many leather bound books, you know, or something, you know. And uh yeah, like I like like yeah. sheet music deals, you're you're you answer you answer in a satin smoking jacket and <laughs> something like that. <laughs> With many fine tapestries. <laughs> but um but anyway, yeah. So, so I mean, chord for you. Say that again. I'll play the harpsichord for you. Yeah. P- see, perfect. Yeah. And, and I, so I, I just, I just feel like you know, it's such a, a high, a high quality, uh, music, you know, sheet music distributor, and and I feel like it's very easy to like commoditize sheet music distributors because, I mean, they're all over the darn place, and so, so w- what makes you know, a good distributor. I, I want to be very present for my customers. I focus on choir directors, church directors, um, music groups that really know what they want and are able to describe that so that I can find that music for them efficiently. Mm-hmm. I like to fill that role of getting the music for them so that they don't have to hunt through a very long catalog. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they'll tell me what they want, and then I can present it back to them. And then they can tell me how much they need, what what the parameters are of the order, and then get that to them. I think one of the things that we do very well is not just finding the music, but shepherding that order all the way through the process so that they start by asking for something, finding that order, communicating, making sure that they need that. Their AP department, if they, there is an AP department, has the background it needs. But then also after the order is placed, providing tracking numbers so that they can actually see their order coming. Oh, yeah. Very smooth handoff. Um, there's a lot of comfort in that process. Um, and and I, that's the reason why we get repeat customers. Yeah, because I, I, I remember as a as a... As a middle school teacher we we per- experimented with a a discount sheet music retailer i mean we ordered we ordered stuff in the fall and it didn't come till the spring i mean when you said tracking numbers i was like yeah we got a great deal but we had no idea when that music was coming and it was you know we ordered it in september or, or august or something for a, a december concert and we got the stuff in march you know <laughs> it was like it was exactly. outrageous and tailored so we're not bunching together 50 other you know directors and what they need and then going off and getting this rock bottom absolute discount price and then it comes by camel (laughs) and then up to you how um you know six months later there are houses that do that this is custom tailored for your needs and our typical turnaround time is two weeks oh wow okay not available in the united states well, then we have to wait for it to be published. But if the music is available, we can get it for you. Um, some publishers will, or distributors will even allow you to to uh, provide PDFs of that music mm-hmm. um, if you have that kind of relationship with the publisher. And so we're able to get that to you ASAP if, um, we, if we're able to do that for you. So no, there is not an extended wait period. I think that's, again, part of... Of high quality service mm-hmm. and uh, and honoring your customer. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, and because you guys don't inventory uh, music, that means that you can, you know, it's not one of those things where oh, if you don't see it on the website, we don't have it. It's like no, you can get it. You can get it if 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 it exists, we can get it. Right. We we love talking with our customers. So. 
the the website is really just eye candy to right. bring people in and say, we're here, we work with these people. Oh, you found something you want. Great. Is there something else that you want? But we're also very available by email or phone. Um, contact us and we're happy to help um, you get that music you need without the research. Mm-hmm. I you feel know, like I, 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 I was... That's their own way of dealing with, with you know, presenting the inventory. Uh-huh. Most houses are using exactly the same feeds from larger distributors. Oh, I see. But, but, the, but the key is how do you find that even given those feeds? Sure. So I think that's where we are able to provide a difference and uh, serve our customers better than most people are able to do. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Now, what what, else, what other kind of qualities do you feel people should be looking for in a, in a, in a good sheet music company besides i mean i'm what i've heard so far was you know just the personal the personal touch and then being able to get whatever people need what what else is there well i think the greatest example of what a sheet music company can do are those wonderful music stores that i think all of us grew up with and we remember they are a brick in our community that holds the musical community together and i think That really is what an internet retailer should still try to do. And that's what we do by hosting local readings in communities. We love being asked to do that uh, and partner with Michael John Trotta, Mm -hmm. um, with Gary Packwood, and a variety of people who um, also want that kind of connection in their local community. So I think that's the first thing that we do that a lot of uh, internet retailers are not doing. Um, I think another thing has to do with caring about the organizations in that community. Uh, In my hometown, there's a chamber music group whose offices were destroyed by fire. Everything was wiped out. And uh, the local piano store (laughs) knew about me and they said, you need to meet Donald because he can probably help you rebuild your library. And I have just helped them to rebuild their library at the cost of that music. I'm very proud of that. That's great. Uh, It's important to me because that's part of giving back to the arts community that has also nurtured me. And I think, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you're, you know, you're really a very, you're a very put the value first type of entrepreneur. And I've, 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 I've learned that about you is that, is that, you know, you don't, you expect to earn earn people's business yes by showing value first yes i think it starts with that because ultimately the music is just a commodity you can buy it anywhere you'll get a couple cents off here a couple cents off there but what is the experience that you want as you're buying that music what do you need to support you i hear i hear denise eaton in my head saying reduce your administrative time how, what can you do to focus on the real business of teaching? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a great sheet music company can serve an important role because directors can focus on the teaching rather than on researching the music that they need. They've, they've already been to um, ACDA. They've already been to their, their local uh, convention and found out what is new. They just need to know how to get that efficiently and then not worry about it through that order process right that makes a lot of sense and, and you're not having to follow up on orders and follow up when am i going to get that when am i going to get this because because oh. you're taking a proactive approach you're you're right. saying that's we're going to be the ones that communicate with with you that's right yeah yeah uh, yeah and there's like a and there's an act there's actual people behind it it's a this is a people you you know you have a people focused model yes um, which is you know not just a send your send your order out into the black hole and it will mysteriously be filled and we also did by by having an arts partner relationship where we uh, highlight our arts partners on the web and on social media and they also um highlight us and I'm very proud of that. Um, I've had a relationship with All Classical in Portland, and I present their their station on the web. Mm-hmm. People can tune in anytime 
and listen to all classical through that. Um, I love Choir Nation and uh, Choir Ninja, and we have the same sort of relationship. People can tune into the podcast through our website. Well, that's pretty awesome. Actually, I had no idea. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. That's, that's great. That's awesome. That's so cool. And no, I, I, that's very flattering. I, I really like that. Um, no, I just, I, I have to, I, I wanted to have you on. I just, I felt like um, it, it would be great for Choir Nation just to get to know the voices right. behind the people that su- really, that supported the show. And I think that was really important. I'd love to hear from Choir Nation what you would be looking for in your music store Mm -hmm. what 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 would it be that would make a difference to you as you're shopping for music and um get you to to try it out to see how how we could help you i would learn from that yeah because that's me knowing my customer Mm -hmm. and being able to serve my customer better so i would love to hear from you and receive the feedback yeah that's everything being able to to figure out what what people what pe- what are people struggling with and what do they need what do they need in a re- in a retailer, you know because and then present it to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how how do you communicate to them that message? Sure. Well, and you're coming in from you know being just over a year uh, in this business, so you're still you know I mean you you don't you know you're still you're still growing, and so you have the ability. So you know, Choir Nation has the ability to sort of like custom make their experience right now right so i mean that's there's not a lot of retailers that care how you want it they that they have they do it the way they do it that's the way they do it and you're hearing the opposite is tell me tell us what you think is going to be the most beneficial what are the features that you're looking for in a sheet music retailer and let us let us try to do that right so and then how like us to communicate with you to let to let you know right. that this is available. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And so, Choir Nation, I would just recommend I would recommend getting in into the Facebook group, getting into Choir Nation. Um, you know, let's pose a thread on um, what 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 should a sheet music retailer do for you, and let you know. I, I'm sure Donald will read it. Uh, I'll definitely be in there and checking it out and. Um, um, I'd be interested to know what that what that is for you, Choir Nation, because I'll tell you, I had my share of frustrations, um, and we may share some of them, um, but I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other ones that um, that you that you all can can think of some stories that that you've had issues with your sheet music retailers. So it'd be great to to, to learn what you want in those in those retailers. So, um, Donald, I, I I appreciate you taking this you know 15 minutes or so to. Um, you know, introduce yourself to, to Choir Nation. Um, we, I thank you. Um, we thank you. Uh, I'm speaking on behalf of Choir Nation for supporting the podcast. And um, obviously, um, you know, you, you will be uh, ever present in the Choir Nation Facebook group moving forward. Um, so anybody can reach out to you. Um, Donald, is there anything you'd like to, to say uh, to wrap it up? Well, just thank you so much for the chance to uh, get to have this interview and to talk with you and to get to reach out to Choir Nation. Um, it's a delight, and I look forward to our continued conversation. Awesome. Well, Donald, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Choir Ninja podcast today. Thank you. All right, Choir Nation, so we are on to sponsor number two. This is John and Robin Rose from MyMusicFolders.com. You hear me say their name all the time on the podcast, and uh, now you get a chance to hear from them and uh, from their lovely home in Montana. So hi, John and Robin. Well, hi, Ryan. How are you doing? Hey. Doing great, doing great. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, I want to take a moment and just you know get get choir nation just to, to get to know you a little bit. Uh, I, I mean, I, I do mention you by name on the podcast when I do sponsor and, you know, inter, uh, announcements and, uh, and I just wanted to maybe go back and maybe one of you or both of you could, um, give us a little bit of background of maybe your, your musical origin story a little bit and, and sort of how my music folders came about. 
Well, John and I actually met each other in college in uh, theory class. John sat in the back row and he had a green mohawk because he was in a punk band at the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But he also played the trombone and he was quite good at it. Um, And we uh, started my music folders because at some point long further down the road, uh, I started a community chorus and we had 125 people. Um, show up the first night. It happened so happened that after planning for this choir start for several months, our first rehearsal was the day after 9-11 had happened. And so we thought we had about 60 people that were going to show up, but we doubled that amount. It was um, a real uh, important moment in my life where I felt like I saw immediately the impact that music and community would have on people. In people our needed most, it. Yeah, people yeah. needed it. And those people stuck around. I mean, it's 17 years later, and we still have a lot of those original members singing in that choir. That's awesome. But it meant that I had to get some music folders and we were using paper folders for the first year. But John was working at the time for a company and he was traveling, working in manufacturing as his day job. And so he said he could get some folders made for me. And so we designed the original deluxe folder, which has all the bells and whistles that I ever thought someone would want in a folder. Turns out that now we have over a dozen variations of folders because everybody has their own personal likes and dislikes about folders. But um, we had to buy a thousand folders in order to get the factory contract. So we took 125 and gave them to the choir and then we sold the rest to the churches in our area. Oh, okay. Because I had been a church choir director before that. So I knew a lot of people that way. And we sold out of them in just a couple months. So we decided, well, we should do this again. So we ordered some more and we had our friend Tim help us make a little web page. It was just a one page. You could order one folder. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So It was actually a pretty amazing, uh, we just fell into doing this particular business. It's amazing how sometimes, you know, the best business were businesses were, are merely based on need and not like the entrepreneur's idea, like this would be cool. Like it's actually somebody, you actually needed this and apparently other people needed these too. And so that's a pretty easy business to, you know, to start because people, you're filling a need. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So, but now you specialize in um, not just choral folders now. Now you have, you have instrumental folders as well. That's absolutely right. We um, were contacted by a number of, of different groups, uh, including, well, <laughs> the uh, uh, Les Brown Band of Renown identified us as a potential supplier and call, called us up. And, and, uh, and we answered the phone and couldn't believe we were actually talking to Les Brown. And uh, he said, well, we really, really need a folder like this. And we made some samples for him and sent them out and you know, revised it a little bit and came up with the perfect um, band folder. And then um, Vince Giordano of the Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks, uh, famous for uh, being on Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a bunch of Grammys for the music on Boardwalk Empire. He he bought he helped us design a custom folder. Um, he called me just the other day. We're going to make another batch of folders for him. Um, he um, he got a couple hundred folders. He's got over 60,000 charts in his basement that he's collected of old uh, music from the teens and 20s. Um, oh, my gosh. Of jazz. And <laughs> yeah. So he, he uses the folders just to protect the music? No, no, no. He oh. uses the folders for his band. Oh, but oh, oh, he's got okay. such a volume of, of music that they take with that each band member has multiple um, folders. Oh, I with. see. Okay. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So we worked with a number of different, uh, people to design folders that, that answer the needs of their specific industry. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a swing band might need, um, a folder that can hold four hours worth of charts. If they have a gig, they're going to be playing for four hours. They need, you know, the stack of charts is three inches thick. They want it to fit in a folder it's a lot different from a concert band or an orchestra that has maybe a half a dozen pieces that are very thin. So 
we've oh, I never thought about that. Oh, that's no, that's incredible. I yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, as a choir director, you're like, yeah, we just figure all choir folders are basically the same, but mm-hmm. but well, and choirs, especially uh, choirs through high school, generally will memorize their music for performance. So you're looking more for a rehearsal folder that might just have heavy duty pockets that mm-hmm. hold enough music and are durable. Sure. But then by the time you get into um, the upper levels of high school and college and professional singers, mm-hmm. they want a folder that has different kinds of purposes. They want it to hold by itself and they want it to be as light as weight as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they want it to be able to hold all sorts of music, whether it's hole punch music or octavo printed music. And- well, the one I've always found difficulty with was some of the, some of the, um, like Scandinavian, uh, publishing companies are like, give you this like really really tall piece of music that you can't you can't for the life of you ever fit in a regular in a regular folder you have to use a side pocket for it you can't put it you know on the little strings and you really if you hole punch it it's going to stick out both sides and things like that so publishers don't necessarily make it very easy for the the folder industry either but so (laughs) why do i use why do i use like my music folders over another another company besides how awesome the two of you are like what is that value proposition that you guys bring besides being awesome people and like I want to do business with you because you're you and I think Choir Nation wants to do business with you because you're you but I mean for those of us who don't understand like kind of the the R&D that goes into music folders like what makes my music folders like special Well, first of all, we really are real musicians and we're using our products all the time. We sing with several different choirs and John has a couple different bands that he plays with. So we actually have like uh, testing our products in the field constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing, Ryan, I think that's really different about us is that because we want the best folders for us, we make the best folders for you. We have revised our paperboard materials. We have um, found different lining materials. Both of us had a background, believe it or not, I used to be a tailor in my much younger days. And John was working for a company that designed golf bags. So both of us had a kind of a different areas that we came from in our work lives, mm-hmm. but that were about design and, and working with fabric and materials. I see. And so I think it's been really a kind of an interest of both of ours to find better materials and better construction um, fabrications sure. as we've gone along. Okay. So one of the, um, we, we came into being, our business came into being, my music folders came into being at the time when uh, internet marketing was just coming into being. Mm-hmm. And we started with that. We didn't sell through distributors. And we took the amount of money that would have gone to pay a distributor, which is pretty substantial, and reinvested that with the manufacturing quality and the materials. And when we sell them, we, we will buy them directly from the factory and sell them directly to the end consumer. And so by cutting out that middleman, which the, middle, the distributor middleman is pretty high on the food chain, and mm-hmm. he always takes a larger bite than, uh, than, than, you, really, <laughs> than you realize. Right. So by, by eliminating that step, by that, eliminating that, that, that bite out mm-hmm. of the, the profit margins, we've been able to reinvest uh, into the quality of the product. So we're, we never, ever cut corners in the quality of what we do. We're always telling the factory, use the best quality of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Brass corners or paperboard, always choose the higher quality option when it comes to designs. And, um, and so by doing that, um, I think we're becoming aligned with that becoming aligned with a quality perception. Sure. Sure. And, uh, well, and the other thing is that, you know, everybody has failures. Sometimes there was a, uh, batch of folders that we got about five years ago that the spines failed on because we had, uh, thought that we had chosen something better for the interlining in the spine. And it turned out that it actually caused the exterior to crack. Um, 
and we've replaced all those folders that yeah. we have had complaints about. So, I mean, that's another thing, even if that was two or three years down the line, if that was the batch that they had gotten those folders out of, we replaced them without any question. Right. So the, the relationships a, are important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're dealing directly with consumers, right? Cause you're like, you're saying there's no distributor. It's you, you are cutting that middleman out. So you have the ability to, to keep the quality very high level. And also you're dealing directly with your, with your clientele. So um, you you want to make sure that you have you have clients that want to that are enthusiastic about you that want to keep coming back time and time again as the trusted place for them to get their folders and people just realize I don't know if people realize how important folders are I feel like just talking to you I've understood this but you know I always wondered well why why you know why would a high school not just buy those little vinyl plastic things with the cardboard inside and. And there's also there's like a, there's a sense of pride like when you have a really beautiful folder and it, and it's and it's maybe it's got your name on it or it's got your school's name on it or monogram or um, I remember my my high school girlfriend got me I don't know if it was one of your folders at the time I don't think it was because it was my, it was before September 11th that she got it for me but she got me a, a beautiful coral folder from the Westminster bookstore and um, and she went to Things Remembered and got one of those uh, monogram discs and popped it on the outside. So it had a beautiful <laughs> cursive RG on it. And um, I think a little thing that said Becca loves you on the inside or something mm-hmm. like that. I plucked that off after we broke up in high school. But <laughs> I, I still have the folder to this day. And, uh, you know, it's one of the few folders I use for for gigs and it's lasted me forever. It's still like a source of pride. You know, I, I got it for like getting first chair at like all County choir or something, you know, and it was like, it was like a trophy or something for Mm -hmm. me, you know? Yeah. Interesting point. Um, we sell a lot of folders to, uh, teachers who are commemorating a student's achievement, such as going to a particular, com- you know, state uh, competition or, a, you know, a tour for, a, for sure. instance, or if someone's singing at Carnegie Hall, we'll put their name and the date and, you know, the event um, inside right. the folder. Community yeah. choir, you know, community choirs can do like a tour folder, like. You should hit up my parents. Um, no, my, no, my mom and dad are, you know, they're going, they're going overseas in just a month with their community choir of 90 women. Um, my dad's, you know, the business manager, quote unquote, free trip. Um, uh, no, he does a lot. But, uh, you know, it would be so nice for all those women to have a, a beautiful folder that they could tour with. Um, mm-hmm. With a little a little plaque on the inside or something or just embossed that says the dates and the destination. That's yeah. that's brilliant, and I don't even know I don't know why I never thought of that. That's great. That's well, great. And and then that that folder carries those memories. I mean, I have folders that I've used for different things in my life, and I think every time I open it, I think, oh yeah, this is the one that I sang at Carnegie Hall, and oh yeah, this is the one that I did my recital yeah with. Right. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, it's. It's a treasure because it holds the moments that you've made music with it. Mm -hmm. And we also do a lot of uh, engraving or embossing, what we call embossing, uh, inside in memory of people. And that's another way to carry a memory. So they Um, fundraise and then they donate in memory of kind of thing? Yeah. Or if there's a survivor who has a a chunk of money that they want to commemorate their their loved one who's passed on, we do a, a... commemorative inscription and that can be for a choir. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's Yeah. We have a similar thing in the, in when I was, uh, back when I used to try to make handbells cool. Um, um, they're know, cool. No, they are they're cool. cool. No, they're, no, they're, 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 they're cool. They're cool. I, I, that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my joke. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in such trouble with Stevie right now. Stevie's gonna be. She's gonna. Yeah. She's gonna. She's gonna quote unquote wring my neck. Um, um, you know they they uh, the Walmart handbells always has the ability to put inscription in the handles, and that's how I that's how I fundraised my whole my whole program when I started a middle school bell choir program was my whole bell choir. Uh, you know every bell was named after 
one oh. of the kids' grandparents, you know, yeah, the or donors got their names. all the donors got, you know, got, uh, usually it was in memory of, or in honor of somebody, you know, the principal bought one in honor of the teacher of the year that year and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a brilliant way to, to not have to dip into your budget and also do something really, really beautiful with that money, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and support two really, really nice people in Montana. <laughs> yeah. It's cold up there and you all need blankets. So <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's 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 really it's it's a it's a pleasure, you know, to have worked with you to you both and I know you have something um really new and interesting coming up. If if you wanna if you wanna plug it, this is a great chance to do that. Um I'm very excited about this project. You guys came to me about it first and I I had I had to turn you down just because I wasn't able to, I didn't have the bandwidth to work on it, but I'm really, really excited for the both of you. Um, tell, tell us about song a week. I want to learn a little bit more about that. So choir nation can hear. Absolutely. What we have in mind is, um, and, and, and a little bit, uh, backstory about how this came to be. We've had friends who are arrangers and composers, and we always thought how cool it would be if we were able to put up some of their music on uh, our website, because we've got thousands and thousands of choir members and directors and conductors coming to our website every year to buy music folders. And we wanted to help uh, them publicize their music that they've written and and, uh, arranged. And so we also have friends who are up and coming composers and we have thought what an ideal way to help promote, you know, new music. Um, and we thought one of the coolest ways to do that would be to make um, an absolutely affordable um, subscription service that would provide a new piece of music every week for uh, choir directors. Uh, we're targeting high school choir directors at this point. Um, a song a week, song-a-week.com. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to um, make that, uh, we're developing it still. Mm-hmm. So it's going to, you know, we don't know exactly when it's going to come out or exactly what it's going to look like. But uh, the, uh, the the goal is to link uh, new composers with new music with uh, high school choir directors and, uh, and get their music uh, sung. Sure. All over the all over the country. So, with the membership, they get the right to reproduce the music and perform it with their choir. That is the cool thing. What we want to do is emulate some of the uh, some of the other programs that are coming up in uh, in other markets, like a, a jazz. There are jazz uh, charts that are uh, single set cost. Um, uh, I'm not sure how to put it. Set cost for uh, the license to reproduce. Sure. Okay. So what we're what we're looking at is a set cost that you can download and print as many copies as you need for your choir, mm-hmm. and it's super affordable. Uh, we want to. And you get one uh, new piece to peruse every week. Absolutely. Right. And if you want to perform it, great. If you want to keep it in your library, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I because I, I I think it hits a major pain point. Because if you look, if you go in Choir Nation and you look around, one of the most one of the biggest questions is, "Hey, does anybody have a recommendation of an SAB piece for such and such occasion?" And then mm-hmm. you, people are like chiming in with their favorite pieces. But if you're if you can, it looks like what you're going to be able to do is say, "Okay, high school choir directors, like which is the first niche you're going after." Obviously, this mm-hmm. is not the not the last. You know, this is the first niche you're going after. High school choir directors that are SATB, I guess I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how about a new, how about 52 new pieces a year, uh, that you don't, that you, you pay one flat, very low yeah. membership fee for, uh, it's not going to hurt your budget at all. You could probably pay, pay with your own personal pocketbook and it wouldn't bother you when you wouldn't even Cost. notice it. Yeah. A couple yep. lattes or something. And, uh, here's, here's, you can support new composers and you can always have bottomless amounts of music to, you know, if you're in a bind, it's something quick. Or you, if you have, you have, you'll have bottomless amounts of music to to, to sift through. Yeah, and we're gonna we have uh, some helpers in line to help us curate and uh, 
uh, assess each of the pieces so that we'll be able to talk about them in terms of themes, in terms of um, where they are in um, uh, for educational rankings and that sort of thing. So, um, so they'll be graded and thematically tied together. So, if uh, if you have you know all the all the songs that come out in the fall will be thematically coherent for a fall program. It will take the work out of searching for a program of music on on you know online yeah. catalogs. That's great. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Some of the biggest music distributors' websites. Like suck, like they're terrible. Like either, like the, <laughs> the, the search functions are still terrible. Like you have all all those millions of dollars. Like fix your damn search. You know, I and mean, you can't see the whole thing either. You can't actually have it in your hand right, to see right. and read through right yeah. away. Right. This, no, I think this so, is great. So, so we're very excited about it. Song a week hyphenated. Yeah, yes. songaweek.com hyphenated. Uh -huh. Don't forget the hyphenated part, people. And. uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, so hopefully, um, you know, keep that URL handy, Choir Nation. Um, will you go to my music? Should can can people go there now? Can they go? Well, it's not operative right now, but we have plans in the next couple of days to at least put up an email opt-in so that you could be notified when it's up and running or right. as we go along to get some uh, email notifications. Okay. And we promise we won't spam you, but if you're interested and you sign up, we'll definitely get Keep you, you in the loop. In the yeah. Loop. Great. I think that's it. I think that's I think it's brilliant and if I was in the high school choir market right now, uh, I would definitely be your first subscriber. I think it's I think it's an awesome <laughs> idea. Um, well, John and Robin, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I'm really, really very um, thankful for the support that you've you've given uh, the Choir Ninja podcast. Um, you know, you you help Stevie and I uh, buy our coffee, get through the tough times. You know, so thank you so and much. Your awesome game, That's Choirs right. are horrible. Oh, That's yes, awesome. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. And you know what? The Choirs are horrible is actually uh, at. You can actually buy it at mymusicfolders.com. And it's Available almost it's almost there. It's like oh, I think we're like a couple yeah, weeks away from it arriving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 We had we Available for pre-order. <laughs> pre-order, yes. So yeah, head over to mymusicfolders.com, Choir Nation. Um, you can get your you can get your choirs of horrible there. You can get your song a week eventually. Buy all the darn folders <laughs> you, you can. And I would use some of those ideas. Uh the you know memorial folders and commemorating events and things like that. It's a, it's just a, it's a great way to to get some high quality stuff for for your coursers. So uh, mm -hmm. thank you both uh, you know for joining me and uh, and and we will certainly be in touch and we'll see you around in Choir Nation on Facebook. Absolutely you, and congratulations. Yeah, Ryan. best thank, to you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And best to the Choir Nation too. <laughs> All right, Choir Nation, now I'm here with Don Crafton and Adam Raboon from SightReadingFactory.com. Uh, Don, how you doing? I'm doing right. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. And Adam, good to see you. Good to see you, too. So hopefully, Choir Nation, you can hear the difference between their voices so you know who's talking. Um, but here you, are, here you have Don, a band director, and you have Adam, a computer programmer and I just I, I'm so fascinated by um, you know kind of your origin you know of a uh, story for this 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 product uh, because you had to uh, kind of learn to speak each other's languages so uh, Don can you can you start us off with a little bit of information about sort of what your inspiration was for sightreadingfactory.com and how you got in touch with Adam and, and maybe you guys could, get, could excuse me get in a little bit to uh how you learn to talk to each other? Yeah, sure. So, um, um, so I was a band director for probably about uh, 13 years. Um, uh, when I first started um, thinking about, um, I guess at the time it wasn't called Sight Reading Factory, it was just an idea in my head, but a sight reading program, I was uh, actually working in um, a little town in uh, New York uh, called Newark Valley outside Binghamton, New York. And I was teaching um, high school band grades 8 to 12. And um, I had a lot of students um, that really just struggled with basic reading skills, and um, and I, you know, I, I was having to teach them by rote. You know, um, you know, they didn't know their fingerings, note names, things like that, and it was just a really, really frustrating way for me to uh, to teach. 
So I was like, all right, I'm going to show these kids. Uh, we're just going to sight read. I'm going to force them to read new music all the time. And, um, and I, I, at the time, I was a pretty, pretty young teacher, actually. And, um, and I quickly learned that um, trying to sight read on a regular basis with an ensemble was really difficult and very time consuming, um, you know, because you'd have to pass out music, collect it, file it away, you know, rinse, repeat, you know, you read it one time and then it's not sight reading anymore. So, you know, to, to find the material to use for it, it was just, uh, it was a huge hassle. Um, and at the time I started thinking, I was like, man, wouldn't it be great if there was a way to put some music up on a screen, everyone can read together and, um, and, 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 you know, and the group could sight read like that. And, um, you know, I did all kinds of internet searching at the time, couldn't find anything like it. Um, and I just got to thinking, Hey, I need it. Other people probably need it. And I, kind of thought of a way to um, essentially make a music composition engine. Um, um, so um, thought about it for a few years, actually. I, I, it was um, several years, probably three or four years before I actually acted on it. Um, and then I, I moved back to my hometown, Richmond, Virginia, and ended up um, contacting uh, a buddy of mine I went to high school with, um, um, who actually works at Apple, and um, asked him if he would helped me realize this, this dream I had. And, um, and he unfortunately couldn't do it. Uh, I guess fortunately for me actually, cause it, it worked out great, but he, um, he recommended, um, Adam to me, a, a friend of his, um, that he, uh, worked with for, for several years. So, um, I contacted Adam and, um, he, uh, agreed, uh, to, uh, take the project on and, um, and we were off to the races. That's awesome. Adam, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just, um, I was working a kind of a boring uh, job in a boring computer programming language, and I was learning about a new and exciting language. I didn't really know it very well, and so when he made the the pitch to me, I, I didn't. I don't really have a musical background, so I didn't know if it was a good idea or not. But I liked the idea just because I wanted to try a new project in, in this new programming language. So that's that's the reason I took the job with him, and. Um, and the language has turned out to be really good for us. So, so, so what, what is when you say programming language? Can you break that down for for people that don't understand that? Because I I don't think I do. Yeah, sorry. It, it's just the, the the there's different ways to type instructions to the computer. Different styles of uh, that's the language you use to talk to the computer. There's all kinds of styles of computer programming language. Is that what you say, like and, Python and that stuff? That's right. Python Python's a very popular one. Okay. So what uh, is, what is what do you use? It's a language called Scala. Scala, okay. Yeah. Is that like is that like like scholar with like a New York accent? <laughs> it was um, I'm a Scala. It's, it's named for stairway and it was it was made in a college in Switzerland um, where there's a beautiful staircase. So I think that was the inspiration. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. It wasn't okay. It wasn't like a New York mother. Okay, like when you grow up, you're gonna be a scholar. Okay, <laughs> never mind. All right, that's just that was I'm having uh, middle school teaching flashbacks from when I lived out there. Um, that's awesome. Okay, so so I mean, how did you how did you go about? Because I, mean, I how did you go about communicating what needed to be done, Don? Like, how did you go about telling Adam? Okay, you need proper voice leading. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, how did you yeah. how did you say that? No. You know, it was it was really interesting at first, again, because um, I don't really I mean, I know a lot more about programming now than I than I used to. Um, but at the time, I really knew nothing about it other than like basic HTML, you know, or whatever. Um, but I kind of think algorithmically. Um, so so basically, I would I would kind of, you know, say, hey, you know, we would want to do this with these rhythms. And, you know, if this tries to happen, then you do this and uh you know, when you're picking these notes, if this happens, do this. So I would, I would, you know, speak in all these different rules. Um, and then basically Adam would, um, you know, take whatever I was telling him and then translate that into Scala. And obviously I'm really dumbing this down, but, sure. um, but I remember at the time, Adam, you have to say, you know, you, you, you have to mention that thing you told me how I was basically just speaking random words to you and you didn't really you had no idea what I was saying. Basically, you, you just tried to make it work. That's right. It was rough at the beginning, but I think our vocabularies have converged somewhere in the middle, and I think we're able to get a lot done nowadays. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I could. Do you remember? Do you remember like when you pressed play on like the very first sight reading example? 
Like, was it good? Did you like what came out? Or were you like, oh, my God, I need to write more rules? Well, it's funny because um, there were there were so many steps along the way. Um, you know, I remember when, you know, he sent me the very first rhythms that were generated, you know. Um, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And, and I couldn't actually see the rhythms. I would just see like this, you know, this this string that would represent what the rhythms are going to be. Okay. And then, you know, and then and then later he would, you know, you know, little little baby steps. And, okay, here's some 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 notes that are that are attached to those rhythms now but you know there there wouldn't be any rules along with it and they would do you know just notes all over the place you know high low and this and that mm -hmm. and um but it was just kind of cool seeing it evolve but yeah like once once it was finally you know the i guess that first version we came out with um uh, it was it was really wild to, to see it in action it was really really neat so did, did the first the first melody looked like a like an anton webern piece or something like that <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably worse, actually, because, you know, there were no I'm sure at the time there were no range limits or anything like that or leap limits, you know, so it was probably like, beep, burp, burp, beep you know, just yeah, right, crazy right, right. all over the place, you know, just kind of throwing notes to to some rhythm. So, so le level six or something. <laughs> level 16 or something. Level 16. That's awesome. Uh, very cool. I, I'm I'm um, just kind of I'm really intrigued by um wanting to like i i just want to understand like what your kind of minimum viable product looked like um did it have the was it for what was it was it for choir was it for band was it for one instrument was it for what was it what did it look like the very first thing that oh man you it's, launched it's with come, yeah it's come along so far um at first um i mean we actually had a lot of instruments at first but it was all solo instruments um you know, so we had the solo voice types, we had the, the winds, brass, um, and percussion. Um, and I think that was it. We did not have any ensembles. Um, we did not have piano. We did not, we actually, we didn't have guitar either. One of our most popular, uh, mediums. Uh, we didn't have rhythm only. Um, so it was basically just solo voice winds brass and percussion uh that was pretty much all we started with and only eight measures i don't think there were any dynamics articulation or nothing it was just it was just crazy really really bare bones but it, you know it generated you know random music mm -hmm. um and then and it was, it was, it was actually what so year was that when you launched that was uh that was uh, december 2011 we launched okay and um we still laugh about it to this day i remember when when we first went live I think it was like mid-December and um, we would be staring at Google Analytics, you know, because it'll tell you, you know, who's on the site, you know, or how, how many people on the site or whatever. And um, and then we'd see one person come on the site and we, hey, look, someone's on the site. You know, we'd be so excited. Um, now we now we never stare at it, you know. Uh, what, what, what do you think your traffic is like on a given day? Um, what do you think, Adam? I don't know. Yeah, I, w I can't say. Like um, north of 10,000? 10,000 unique like, sessions? Yeah, like it yeah. Um I think that's I think that's probably true, but I I can't say. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, hey, that's what I'm saying. We don't we don't look at it really that often anymore. Um but yeah, I mean, but at the time that we were we were just obsessed with, you know, oh my gosh, there's someone on the site right now. Okay, um, here's a better question. So when did you when did you at what point did you go, All right, I think this might be worth mine and Adam's time? Yeah, that's a great question. Um what would you say, Adam? Even just maybe a, a few months into it? <clears throat> um, I think it's different for you and I. I for me, I remember you know, it, it didn't make hardly any money for a couple of years. And, but I just remember I, I was really sold on it even when it wasn't making much money because the emails we would get, people would write us, take the time to write us very uh, thoughtful feedback oh, about nice. how they love this and this. And, but then they'd give us 17 things that they want us to improve. And I, that's when I knew that, that Don had really hit on something uh, because people were so passionate about it and also polite um, so that, that's when I knew we just got to get this, the word out. Like this is definitely going to work. That's really cool. Now it, it's amazing. You, we're, we're in similar 
type businesses because we like make stuff and we can't like really see the audience. And so, right. you know, when somebody takes the time to send you a note of appreciation or even a note that says, hey, I love what you're doing, but could you do some more of this or something? It's really, really nice to just kind of like, oh, somebody is out there on the other side. You know, it's really, it's really nice. Um, oh, yeah. We, we love getting the, the good feel. I mean, both, both good and bad. I mean, it's helpful for us to even hear criticism, you know, sure. so that we can improve. But, uh, yeah, we love getting the feedback from people. So this is our last episode of Choir Ninja. So Choir Nation, don't send me criticism, okay? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. Well, are there any um, anything you're excited about? Oh man, um, we have so much stuff that um, that we want. I, I, I would love to re- release all these amazing features tomorrow, but you know, it's just it's just time, really. You know, but um, we've got a cool feature coming out soon. Um, that's going to let you, um, multi-select your own custom set of key signatures and time signatures. So as it is right now, you can select one or you can random, you know, our own little bundle of random. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, you can kind of select your own group. You can use it with assignments too. You know, if you want your students only site, site reading between three different key signatures or, you know, two different time signatures, you can do that. So that's kind of a neat feature we have coming out. Um, we've been recently, implementing more state standards. Um, and we've got some more, um, um, that we're working on sitting on the back burner, um, that we, that we hope to implement maybe in the next few months. But I mean, if there, you know, if anyone out there listening has any, um, standards for your state or your organization, you went out there, we'd love to implement them. Um, it's just a really easy way to, you know, generate site reading for your organization. You know, I mean, we have the customization feature, you could do it yourself, but you know, to have it already done, that's, um, uh, that's a pretty, Pretty powerful way to do it. Sure. Awesome. Anything else? Well, Don's being modest. He, he did some of the uh, programming for the uh, for some of these new state standards coming out. Uh-huh. He did some of the- Yeah, I did. <laughs> and so, Adam, are you a proficient sight singer at this point? No. no. <laughs> I, I have these weird niche knowledge of music theory, but, but I, I'm really not. I'm really very, very slow at sight reading. Oh, that's well. You're gonna have to, yeah. You have to hop on there after hours, I guess. You know, when once you're sick of it, at the end of the day, you need to hop back on and practice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, guys, I, I I appreciate you both coming on, and um, you know, I I, I again, I, I also appreciate Sight Reading Factory so much just for being uh, just great, great sponsors of the Choir Ninja Podcast. Um, you know, you guys gave me and my partner Stevie, you know, the literal fuel, you know, to keep to keep moving forward uh, and providing great content for Choir Nation. So, uh, I appreciate you both uh, for coming on, and I appreciate you both for for you know sharing your business uh, with with Choir Nation and the Choir Ninja podcast. So, thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for ha- having us. We were. Um we were happy to do it. It's a, it's a, it's a great audience for us. I think, um, the choir, um, uh, choir folks, I think probably appreciate site. it seems like they appreciate site reading factory more than most of uh, other, um, uh, I guess genres out there. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think it's a great medium for us and we've gotten such great feedback, uh, you know, from your Facebook group as well. So, um, yeah, we, we appreciate you asking us to do it. All right. Well, Don, thank, thank you. you so much. And Adam, did you have any last words there, Adam? I just wanted to thank you for having us and for a great podcast. Well, guys, I, 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 uh, I again, can't thank you enough. A lot of thanks happening here. And uh, stay, you know, stay in the Choir Nation Facebook group. Uh, we're going to keep that going. And, uh, you know, you'll, hopefully you'll get lots more great feedback there. So, all right, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Choir Nation, now we come to the point that uh, I was not looking forward to, which is uh, saying goodbye to you all. I First and foremost, there's somebody very important that I need to say thank you to, and that is my assistant partner in crime, chief awesomeness officer of the Choir Ninja podcast, Stevie Berryman. Stevie and I met at like a handbell thing like several years ago, and... 
Um, she has been a close friend of mine ever since. I mean, I feel like I don't put my pants on correctly unless I consult with Stevie first. <laughs> um, almost like nothing goes out into the public without Stevie seeing it first. Uh, she's, she is by far, uh, one of the most creative and thoughtful and genuine and caring people that I know. Um, I am very proud to call her one of my best friends. And um, she has she has added so much to this whole platform. Um, not just the podcast, but the but the Facebook group and um and the the game and um and just my life as a person. Uh so Stevie Berryman. I love you. Thank you for everything that you've done um, since coming on last April and even before um, when I would still talk to you about the Find Your Forte podcast and you'd give me little ideas and and, and little, you know, coming on the show as a guest and, and just all that stuff, sort of stuff. So Stevie, you're the best. Uh, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I, I'm... Um, just so happy to have um, had you be a part of this whole experience. Inquire Nation, I, I want to address you just briefly because, um, you know, this has been a this has been a journey for me. The last three years have been a humongous journey. You probably wouldn't even want to know me three years ago. Um, I was probably more of a cocky, arrogant young choir director who thought he knew everything. And uh, through this podcast, I, I, I learned that even the best and brightest choir directors have all have all failed, have all been in places where they thought they knew it all, uh, and the world said to them, "Guess again." <laughs> and, uh, and this podcast is really just—I think it's raised my self-esteem, but like. Also, my humility, just because of the stories that I got to got to hear from people. So it, it's been just really very positive for me, and I hope that it's been positive for you too, Choir Nation. I hope, um, I hope that that if there was a day that you were feeling down about something, you were able to hop in your car at the end of the day, scroll scroll through your phone, find a podcast that you thought would resonate with you for the day, and and I hope that it did. I hope that uh, this continues to live on uh, and that it continues to be a resource for you. Uh, I just I know that it's just been a huge growth experience uh, for me as a human being. Uh, I kind of hit, um, you know, I was sort of the, the meat of the beginning of my humble 30s here in this podcast. And uh, I just feel like I've le- what I've learned is that that I still have so much to learn, um, that I am not a know-it-all, and that I don't know it all, and that there are so many amazing people out there that are greats in the core world and that are just your regular, run-of-the-mill, you know, in-the-trenches teachers um, that are just all so amazing, and they do great things every day, and they help people, and they're just they're just awesome. So thank you for restoring my faith in the choral community, choir nation and and my guests. And I want to sum up a couple more points just because I want to leave you with just like a theme, a message, something that, that I took away. And I think it's the number, the number one thing that I took away is that, and I've been saying it and it's been, it's been reaffirmed for years is that sharing is is important. This is not a zero sum game. There's enough pie for everyone. And it's our job to make the pie bigger as choral, as choral directors, to get more people singing, to get more choral directors achieving. Uh, a win for you is not a loss for anyone else and vice versa. And you have the ability to do so much good in this world. And 
you know, with in light of recent events with school violence and, and these types of things. I mean, just, I, I haven't yet heard that a choir member has, has participated in these types of tragic events. So just imagine how much better the world would be if all the kids in school sang in the choir, you know? So when, when I say to walk in the walk around the hallway and ask people, why aren't you in choir? Like, I mean it because so many people can benefit, but they just need an invitation. They just need you to say, I care about you and I want you to join. I want you to join us because we all care about you. And I just think it's, I just, I just think there's people that need you. They don't know it yet, but they need you. And you're going to transform their lives. You're going to add beauty to their lives. And you're going to help them add beauty to other people's lives. And uh, you're just so blessed to have to have to be in the position that you that you're in. And I'm blessed to have you as listeners and members of Choir Nation. So Choir Nation, thank you so much for sticking with me for this last three years. I hope you continue to use this as a resource. Um, don't be strangers and, um, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you all very much and I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you. Quiet Ninja Show. Bang, bang.